Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. All right, it's Friday, and we keep the foot on the gas pedal. So stick with me, please. Ohio, and there's a lot to cover, but in Ohio, there's this Republican primary for the Senate nominee of the GOP. For the longest time, Josh Mandel, a combat veteran an early leader in Ohio of the Tea Party movement, a friend of conservatives across the board, a long record of conservatism was considered the leading candidate, in my view still is. There's a multi-billionaire by the name of Peter Thiel who's getting involved in these primaries with certain advisors, and he decided he wanted J.D. Vance, his former junior partner, and multimillionaire financial investor who comes across, you know, trying to be some kind of a goober, but he is what he is, that he wanted to install him in the Senate as the nominee of the Republican Party in Ohio. So as is typical of heightened primary battles, different endorsers line up behind different candidates. Behind Josh Mandel early on, me, I endorsed him. I get nothing out of it. I endorsed him because I believe in him. And we have got to bring solid conservatives into the Senate. Especially if they're running as Republicans. Where else are we going to find them? And primary time is the time to do it. Ted Cruz endorsed him. Mike Lee endorsed him. General Mike Flynn endorsed him. 
most large evangelical groups and pro-life groups endorsed him. And then uh, recently, I think it was last week, President Trump endorsed J.D. Vance. Fair enough. It's a free country. People should endorse whomever they wish to endorse for whatever reason they have. And people have given their various reasons. Peter Thiel then immediately turned around and put another three and a half million dollars into a political action committee he set up to fund J.D. Vance's campaign as he runs as the little guy. For the little guy. Of course, he's a multimillionaire, and I have no problem with that, by the way. He'd be a multimillionaire and be for the little guy, but he really doesn't focus on the fact that he's been a very successful capitalist. Working with Peter Thiel, spending a great deal of his life living in San Francisco. Voting against Donald Trump, against him, in 2016 for the never-Trumper candidate. People change their minds. Now, I have to admit, that's a quick turnaround. So what am I getting at? Vote for whomever you want. People will decide. But does it now mean that after years and years of supporting a candidate, I have supported Josh Mandel, there's no secret about that, that I have to stop supporting him? He's now being trashed as a rhino. He's a rhino? Mitch McConnell hates him. He's a Tea Party guy. He's a Trump supporter. How is he a rhino? He's a warmonger. So now we have a guy, a hero, a combat veteran who's a warmonger. Who wants to get us into all kinds of wars. So Josh Mandel's now a rhino warmonger who can't win an election, they tell us, when he's the only one J.D. Vance has never run. Well, he won statewide for treasurer. So he can win. That's quite obvious. But we didn't like his debate performance, where he got into the face of a guy who's been accusing him of being unpatriotic over and over, spending millions, another millionaire he's running against. That's one of the reasons I like Josh Mandel. He's a regular guy. Most of us wouldn't put up with being defamed and smeared time and time and time again. There were no blows, but he didn't back down. Isn't that what we're asking for in Washington? Isn't that what we expect of, of our country? Isn't that what Donald Trump did during debates? Isn't that what he did when he was in Washington? He counterpunched. So that shouldn't be a negative, I wouldn't think. Then there's smears being leaked about his ex-wife and him and gossip out there, picked up by the newspapers and regurgitated all over the place. He's no Johnny Depp or his Johnny Depp's wife. I can't remember all these Hollywood people. So the effort's underway now to destroy Josh Mandel. What's that all about? And the people who are doing this, are not helping conservatives. They're not helping MAGA country. They're not helping the Republicans. They're going to wind up electing a Democrat in Ohio. In Ohio. They're going to wind up electing a Democrat if they keep this up. 
Now, I read this Maggie Hagerman. She's a real slime ball, and I don't know who's leaking to her in MAGA country, but they ought to cut it out. She's no friend of theirs. That they're upset with Club for Growth, because Club for Growth, David McIntosh, I've known him a long time. I'm not a special pleader for him or Club for Growth, but the Club for Growth is spending money using J.D. Vance's own words against Donald Trump in 2016 and before and after to try and stop him. That is Vance. Well, what does that have to do with smearing Josh Mandel? Nothing. I wouldn't run these ads, by the way. I don't think they should. President Trump has endorsed J.D. Vance, so there's no need to embarrass President Trump by playing J.D. Vance's vicious attacks on President Trump. So I don't think that's necessary. But that said, anybody who calls Josh Mandel a rhino or a warmonger or a neocon because he's an Orthodox Jew or any of that stuff, That is detestable. That is a smear campaign against a rock-solid patriotic American who's been battling the Republican establishment, the left, and quite frankly, our enemies and terrorists overseas almost since he's a teenager. I don't care how much Peter Thiel pays. Three and a half million, three and a half billion. I believe the people of Ohio particularly those voting in the Republican primary, know better. General Flynn has been campaigning for Josh Mandel. You think he's a fool? You think he's confused? Ted Cruz. Mike Lee. You think they're rhinos? Think they're warmongers? Josh Mandel is a constitutionalist. He believes in this country. He loves this country or he would not have my backing. The funny thing is, I'm not a politician. I'm never running for office. I'm not going to run for office. There's no doubt I'm never running for office. So I come to this as pure as can be. Seriously. If I thought J.D. Vance or any of the others running were the most solid people, I would tell you. When I'm not sure, I stay out of it. But it's not even close, folks, hands down. It's not even close. That's just my humble opinion. I'm not looking to harm anybody. I'm not looking to undermine anybody who's endorsed anybody or hasn't endorsed anybody or any of the rest. I'm just giving you my opinion. I'm just giving you my opinion. I've been wrong in the past. I don't think I'm wrong here. I don't even think this is complicated. That's just me. But they're not going to be able to successfully character assassinate Josh Mandel, Peter Thiel and his 3.5 million. It's not going to work. Because he was elected statewide in Ohio. He did a fantastic job as treasurer taking on Kasich. He's not only a constitutional conservative, he's he's a MAGA guy. 
He's a MAGA guy. And I continue to wish him well. But I would discourage our friends at Club for Growth to stop poking your finger in President Trump's eye. I don't really think that serves any purpose. And I would discourage the firing back of the effort to try and destroy Josh Mandel. It's a bad look. And it's not going to work. And people like me aren't going anywhere. Period. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. I bring this up, ladies and gentlemen, because I don't like bullying and propaganda. I don't know who this is. Emily Moreno. People send me these tweets. Will you check this out, Mr. Producer? Emily Moreno. I mean, she's publicly out there on Twitter. And she says, among other things, Josh, meaning Josh Meadow, is D.C.'s candidate. He's Washington's candidate, not the people's candidate. What? Who the hell is Emily Moreno? Apparently, she's close to somebody named Max Miller, who President Trump endorsed for a House seat. And Max Miller worked for Trump. Apparently, so did Emily Moreno. And apparently, her father, Bernie, was running for the Senate but dropped out. So you get all this. I would tell Emily Moreno, I'd stop the smear campaign. You have something positive to run on or to say about, oh, she is engaged to Max Miller. Well, now you see all the Washington intrigue. Miller, Moreno, Bernie Moreno. The idea that Josh Mandel is Washington's candidate is a provable Smear. So maybe some of these people ought to keep their powder dry for the Democrats and stop trying to smear Tea Party conservative combat vets who have in fact supported Donald Trump. I don't think it works well. And she's engaged to this guy, Max Miller. I'm just reading this. <clears throat> President Trump endorsed for Congress. Okay, well then stop the sleazy crap. Stop the sleazy crap. General Flynn was campaigning with 
Josh Mandel this week. Ted Cruz is campaigning with Josh Mandel. Mike Lee, I've endorsed him. Oh, we must be all Washington insiders, don't you know? Oh, yes. Uh, oh, no. So my advice is, here's the thing. There's a lot of people lined up who want to be president of the United States, and a lot of them are going to run in the Republican primary no matter what. And if you want to run for president of the United States, you don't want people around you who, number one, are going to give you bad advice, and number two, don't know when to shut the hell up, like Emily and others. You're going to need the conservative base. You're going to need the Tea Party. You're going to need, of course, MAGA country. You're going to need to unite all these elements. Whether you're Trump, whether you're DeSantis, whether you're Cruz, or the whole conga line of people who want to be president of the United States. These people like Emily are not helping POTUS. This isn't what you do. You make your endorsement. You campaign for your candidate. You promote your candidate. You don't leak to the New York Times. You don't claim a, a war vet as a warmonger. You don't claim a guy who's been taking on the establishment as Washington's Kennedy. This is what the left does. They lie through their teeth, all four of them. And I think this could backfire in Ohio. And if they keep it up, they're going to wind up electing a Democrat. Because if you create a primary situation like this, the people who lose, who back the conservative, who back the, the uh, war veteran and hero who backs somebody like that are going to get pissed. There's no need for this, Emily. You're on Twitter, apparently. Emily and Max. Max wants to be a congressman. I'm getting pissed off, Mr. Producer. Can you tell? I don't like a Tea Party guy who served his country after college, didn't go to San Francisco, served his country, who has shown that he can be elected, was elected treasurer, who's a solid conservative being treated this way. It's one thing to say, I don't like him, I'm not voting for him, blah, blah, blah. But smearing him? Nah. Right, Emily? Call in, Emily. Feel free. Or Max, you call in. Don't hide behind Twitter. I'll be right back. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. 
The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Make Americans date again. What the hell is that? Uh, Anyway, now we swing over. May I say swing? I think I will. We swing over to Colorado. Once a fantastically run state, now it's run by... Well, a clown, a fool, if you will. He's all for the children, ladies and gentlemen. He calls DeSantis in Florida a a socialist-run state because they're interfering, you see, with Disney. Now, I explained this yesterday, so even a a thug with a low IQ could understand this, meaning a Democrat governor. The free market is not a free market when the state advantages one corporation over another, as Disney has been advantaged for over half a century. The goal was to bring in business, to promote a family-friendly environment, and to create a tax base. And, And in exchange for that, Disney would be able to manage its own affairs. But the corporatists that run Disney are not the corporatists of the past. In fact, in the past, they were actually entrepreneurs. These are basically overpaid, moronic bureaucrats who fight their way, claw their way, chew their way to the top. The current CEO didn't create anything. He didn't create Disney movies. He didn't found Disney TV. He didn't found the Disney parks. He's busy expanding in communist China. You may have heard of that, Polis, governor of Colorado, where they're slaughtering people left and right, Muslims, gay people, LGBTQI people, or just people they disagree with. You may have heard of communist China, Polis. Maybe not. In fact, your abortion policies, Polis, are more extreme than communist China's, which really doesn't want abortions anymore. They... They put their people to work and they figured out actually they have less people than they thought by about 100 million and they need to catch up to India. This is true. So now they don't promote abortion, but Colorado does, boy, and the Democrat Party. But Mr. Polis is looking out for the kids and the parents, you see. Abortion on demand right up to the moment of birth because Mr. Polis follows the science. And according to Mr. Polis, it's not a human being until they're actually born. Otherwise, I guess it's a hamster. I don't know what it is. Doesn't matter the sonograms. and Nothing matters, no matter all the new technology. It's a choice. It's a choice. Wearing a mask, follow the science. Abortion is a choice. Don't follow the science. Have you noticed they never say follow the science when it comes to abortion? Ever, never, ever, Follow the science. No, it's a choice. Wear a mask. That's a choice. No, follow the science. It's historic. So, Governor Polis, if that is his name, Polis, Polis, whatever, the little bald guy that looks like Brian Stelter, that jerk. He thinks he's righteous. Abortion on demand right up to birth. He's applauded 
but he's not applauded by the babies who have no say in it whatsoever, none. And they'll never vote. So he's not worried about that. It's a choice. The choice trumps the science. Then what? Then because the guy truly is an idiot. He is certifiable moronic. He says of the free state of Florida and the greatest governor in the country, DeSantis, that he's a socialist. You see, the CEOs in Burbank, California, decided they were going to impose their will on the children and parents in Florida based on what a small minority of employees at their base in Disney World were saying. And the CEO of Disney is a real puke. He's got spaghetti for a backbone. And the CEO before him spoke out, Iger, who made hundreds of millions of dollars off of Disney. Another fool, but a lefty from L.A. And they're doing so beautifully in L.A. Crime is down, homelessness is down, drug use is down, illegal immigrate. Oh, I'm sorry. I confuse that with Florida. Nonetheless, so they say they are going to work to reverse Florida's law right out of Burbank, California. Newsom land. And finally, we have somebody, a politician, who said, uh, you know, we're pushing back. You guys can no longer push us around, use the culture against us. We talked about this. Now, we're going to come after you. And so, you're a multi-billion dollar company. Even though, if you're an investor, you're a fool to be investing in Disney because their profits are way down. But nonetheless... We're taking away your special privileges. Now, according to Polis, if that is his name, the low IQ governor of the once great state of Colorado, according to Polis, that's interfering with capitalism. So taking a special privilege away from a company that is based in California, that's trying to change a law that the people of Florida want, that, you see, is anti-American. Now, I say this. Mr. Polis is the governor of a state where we have NORAD. And we have a huge Air Force Academy and an Air Force base. I was just there. I was in Colorado Springs. I'm very concerned that the chief executive of Colorado is unhinged with his war on children that he embraces a more radical abortion position than the communist Chinese government, and that he opposes protecting children in Florida, which isn't even his business. So my view is maybe we need to move NORAD out of Colorado. Maybe we need to move the Air Force Academy out of Colorado. Maybe we need to move all those F-16s and those bright, brand-new F, what is it, 35s, whatever they are, move them all out. And put them in a state that supports the military. What do you think of that? Am I being too harsh? Well, the Democrats don't seem to care about this. This It's the only way you're going to beat these bastards. You see, they don't want to play politics nice. They don't want to play culture issues nice. 
they want to crush you. They want to crush your faith. They want to crush your belief system. It's like media matters out there. It's a front group by Soros. They feed the media. Their little talking points have done enormous damage to our country. Media matters supports exposing your children to sexuality at a young age. Media matters opposes parents being involved in decision making. Media Matters supports a wide open border. Media Matters hates the cops. Media Matters hates the United States military. Media Matters is a front group that abuses its tax status and you subsidize that organization. It's an amazing thing. As they goose step their way on the internet and, and in the media. Inside the left's $80 million dark money attempt to take over local elections. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this a QAnon conspiracy, Mr. Producer? Whatever that means. No, is it? Wow. Is this MAGA country conspiracy theory? I don't know. I'll have to ask Mitch McConnell and some of the other brainiacs out there. Spencer Brown at Town Hall. Town Hall is a great site. I don't mention them enough. It's run by Katie Pavlich, who is a brilliant young lady. So what is he talking about? After congressional Democrats repeatedly failed in their attempts to pass a radical federal takeover of elections and have been unable to stop red states from passing election security laws, a leftist dark money group is taking matters into its own hands. Their plan? Elect thousands of sympathetic local election officials across the country to ensure Democrats retain power in the electoral process. This is how evil and cancerous these people are. According to a report in Politico, speaking of, this week that revealed the plan a group, Run for Something, is launching a three-year program with a goal of flooding local supervisor elections with $80 million to elect 5,000 officials with direct oversight of the elections. Now, let me ask you a question. What is the purpose of this? Is it to ensure that there are fair elections? No, it's to ensure there are unfair elections that help the Democrats. Why all the drop boxes? To ensure there are fair elections and access? No. To help the Democrats. Why spend $417 million, Facebook, Mr. Zucker turd, in these heavily Democrat districts? Is that to ensure fair elections? No. It's to ensure unfair elections. Why violate Article 2 of the federal constitution? With the state legislatures, not the state courts, not the state governor, not the state boards of election, not the state secretary of states. And did I mention not the state Supreme Courts, but the legislature makes the election laws. Is that crazy? It's in the Constitution, you know. Isn't it funny? The Democrats cannot accuse the Republicans of any of this because the Republicans aren't doing it. They're not promoting drop boxes in Republican areas. They're not promoting election laws that reduce security measures and protect the vote from fraud. They're not proposing 
outrageous schemes like eliminating voter ID and allowing illegal aliens to vote in local elections so you can't track them in national elections. These are all ideas coming from Democrats funded by their dark money and their billionaires. I wonder what Peter Thiel thinks about this. Run for Something's website states that its mission is to get, quote, progressives to run for down-ballot races in order to build sustainable power for Democrats in all 50 states. This is a nonprofit, ladies and gentlemen. Dark money. I believe it is, but whatever it is. Making their goal of taking over offices responsible for planning, executing, and certifying elections all the more concerning. Anybody concerned in the media other than town hall? No. Are they concerned on Capitol Hill with the January 6th committee? No. I haven't heard Mitch McConnell say a damn thing as he burps his way on Capitol Hill. Have you? No. Or any of his minions that surround him when he walks to the microphone? Look at that. Twiddly D, twiddly dumb. Who's that one? I don't know, but there they stand. Run for Something's website states that its mission is to get progressives to run for down ballot. The program would recruit candidates in 35 states. For everything from county probate judges in Alabama to county clerks in Kansas, county election board members in Pennsylvania, all offices that handle elections and will be on voters' ballots between now and 2024. So let me make this clear. So even the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost can understand. Even the Cheney and the Bush families can understand. Kings can't because he's a head case. Nonetheless, they send their lawyers in to change the laws. They elect state judges where there's elections, including Supreme Court justices in these states, who are radical activist Democrats. They use dark money to elect many of them, and in many of these elections, there are no limits. They already focused on that. They use law firms, the biggest ones they can, including in Washington, D.C., Perkins Cooey, 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 I got Cooey Gooey on my shoe, yes, to litigate left and right and left and right and left and right to change the rules in front of federal uh, 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 supportive judges, supportive governors. And now they get their billionaire friends to cough up more dark money like they did Zucker turd in the last one. But now let's go after those offices directly. Let's take them over to ensure that we have fair elections? No. To ensure that the Democrats win, they will have the decision makers at the local election office level, at the state court level, and then, of course, the media will back them, and then they'll say, oh, you brought these lawsuits. You know, nobody even wants to hear them. You don't have any evidence, do you? What's the Constitution? You violated the That's not evidence of ballot fraud. And then when they show it, we now have a committee of Congress, just like the Stalinist January 6th committee. We have another Stalinist one just set up by Pelosi to attack all the Republican state legislatures that are looking into the fraud and auditing. Isn't that amazing? There's an entire scheme funded by billionaires and lunatics. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Harry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Some people don't want me doing radio anymore because I think I offend their buddies in Washington, like Mitch McConnell and the Republican establishment. But I'm not going anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Nowhere. And uh, I hope you'll watch Sunday's Life, Liberty, and Levin. Brand new, killer show of two guests. My first guest is Alan West, Colonel West. We talk about what's going on in Ukraine extensively, as well as the military generally. My second guest is a brilliant professor from Georgetown, of all places. And he will give us all the nuts and bolts of this group called the Wagner Group, which is like the SS for Russia. And, of course, my monologue. So I hope you'll be able to watch it. If you can't watch it live, you can always DVR it. You should DVR it anyway, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, It's actually 6 p.m. Colorado Time. I thought I would mention that. All over the country, you know what time it is. And by the way, I think the Putin wing of the media and the Republican and Democrat parties, it's not a matter of American soldiers dying in Ukraine. We don't have American soldiers in Ukraine. What they oppose, I fear, is Russian soldiers dying in Ukraine, Mr. Producer. Don't you get that sense? What a weird crowd. I tell you, they really are weird and troubling. Then I do want to say... For you folks who are looking for a state where your children are sexualized from kindergarten to third grade, where abortion on demand is a right, not about science. If you're looking for that state that apparently hates children and would-be children, there's a governor called Polis who wants you to come to Colorado. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. 
888-900-3811. We have Peter Schweizer about to come on in just a little bit this hour. And in the last hour, I really didn't think we'd be able to pull this off. Former McDonald's chief executive officer, Ed Renzi, who has created an organization to push back against woke corporations. Oh, that's wonderful. He's a big fan. That's wonderful. Well, I'm a fan of his, too. In fact, I've, I'm going to get in trouble with my family. But, man, I'm like a big, or have been, big McDonald's guy. It's the truth. Apparently, he's the one that promoted the Chicken McNuggets. Do you know that, Mr. Producer? Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. All right. Climate change, ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand that we were going to freeze to death, then we were going to burn to death, and now we're going to freeze and burn to death, you see. If we don't destroy capitalism, if you don't become poorer, if you don't throw in with the mass crowd, if you don't do what this federal bureaucracy and these federal politicians tell you to do because they're so right about so much we're going to die here's biden at seward park seattle today cut three go and uh congressman smith thank you for your commitment to the environment including helping our armed forces transition to clean energy technologies one of the things i've found out as the president of the united states i get to spend a lot of that money I get to decide where, no, I'm not joking. And we're going to completely, before, we're going to start the process where every vehicle in the United States military, every vehicle is going to be climate friendly. Every vehicle. We're going to vote. No, I, I mean it. We're spending billions of right, Look, you idiot. Look, 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 you idiot. We need a military force that fights to win, that protects humanity and protects liberty. You're destroying every aspect of this society. Every aspect, because you're a dunce. You've always been a dunce. You were a dunce in law school. You were a dunce in the Senate. You're a dunce as vice president, and you're a dunce now. That's what you are. And you're the plaything of the radical left. I get to spend a lot of money. (laughs) I'm not joking. So he's destroyed women's sports. He's destroyed the classrooms, thrown in with the teachers' union and their masks. He's destroyed the classrooms, throwing in with critical race theory. He's destroyed citizenship with a wide-open border. He's destroyed millennials, over 100,000 dead because the drug cartels in Mexico are making a fortune in this country of fentanyl. He's destroying the currency. He's destroying our economic system. He's destroying the automobile industry, but those morons are too stupid to understand it. And you got this uh, this CEO over at United. He was oh, yes, uh, we're trying to be responsible partners with the great. Shut up, you idiot. You don't even give us peanuts or pretzels anymore. So the goal now, the military, you see, is to make sure it's environmentally friendly. Our enemies could not have a better president in the Oval Office. Our enemies could not have a better friend in the Oval Office. We got Putin negotiating our our new deal with the Iranians. We've got Joe Biden a day late and a dollar short when it comes to helping the Ukrainians. 
We should be arming up Taiwan right now. We're not going to be able to arm up Taiwan when it's attacked, and it's going to be attacked. Oh, you must be a neocon. You must be a jackass if you don't understand this. These people tell us what they're going to do. Today, China announced Taiwan is China. What do you think they're saying? Oh, 200,000 Russian troops on the border with Ukraine. You know, that doesn't mean they're going to invade, says the Putinoids with their hemorrhoids. But now you see the key with the military is they need to have critical race theory. They need to spend a fortune on transgenderism. They need to be brainwashed into the left-wing radical agenda, just like our little kids do. Right, Governor Polis of Colorado, you jerk? You Brian Stelter wannabe? And then there's Andrea Mitchell. Feeble, predictable, monotonous Andrea Mitchell. And she's interviewing John F. Kerry. John F. Student Kerry. On MSLSD today, which means nobody saw it, so I will bring it to you. Cut four, go. Let's let's agree that he has laid out, you know, some extraordinary goals and made some promises, and that Congress does hold a lot of this in their hands. But but there have been some big events like the war and you know Russian sanctions, uh, the sanctions on Russian oil, and he's had to go to the strategic. Why didn't she move over to CNN Plus, Mr. Producer? They should have all moved over to that sinking ship, then it goes under, and they all go with it. Wouldn't that have been fantastic? Then we have a real free press. We start from anew. Bet you watch. That Chris Wallace will show up somewhere. He will. Who's that other jerk that used to work at Fox? What is his name? I can't remember his name. He's on CNBC as his own news show with no viewers. That's right. The Shepster, Ship, or as I called him, Schlepp Smith. Schlepp Smith and Chris Wallace? Chris Wallace, he's like a Kennedy or a Bush or a Cheney. He worked his way up the, you know, ladder. His daddy was a journalist. I'm sure he made it on his own because he's so brilliant. CNN plus, you moron. Fox was holding you up, then you jumped ship, and now your ship sank. Go ahead, Andrea. Go ahead. Uh, put out more oil because of inflation and to try to keep costs down. He's got a midterm election. He's also gone so far as to authorize something that has really upset the environmental community, which is authorized. So there she is, a special pleader for the environmental community, not capitalism, not freedom, for the environmental community, because she's a Democrat. I'm not registered, you're not. Yeah, we know. We know you camouflage this crap. Let me help her because she again has won the Dunce of the Week award. And these awards are expensive. There's so many of them. Here's a piece in something called the Center Square. The Center Square, for God's sakes. Even they know. Fed's offering 80% less in oil and natural gas lease sales. Increasing royalty rate. This is a ruse. Biden comes out and says, we're going to give out more leases. We're going to prove more drilling. Understand, giving out a lease is the beginning. Then you got to go through the bureaucracy and see if you can drill. After you try and figure out if there's any oil in there or any natural gas or shell that you can use. So rather than assisting our industry, we're assisting Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, and the other countries. The U.S. Department of Interior announced it is making only 20% of eligible acreage for oil and natural gas production available for leasing on federal lands 
to comply with a federal court order. Did you hear this? Of course you didn't. In his first week in office, Biden issued an executive order directing new oil and natural gas lease on public lands and waters be halted by his Interior Department. The agency was also tasked to review existing permits for fossil fuel development. So you get the lease, then you get the permit to drill. They killed the leases, and they were trying to kill the permits. Hello! The administration was sued, and last June, a federal judge in Louisiana struck down the executive order issuing lease sales the agency said was in compliance with an injunction from the Western District of Louisiana. So what did he do? Our enemy's favorite president. The BLM, Bureau of Land Management, issued final environmental assessments and sale notices for the upcoming oil and gas lease sales. What did it do? It cut them by 80%. Ooh, that's helpful. What else did they do? They jacked up royalties from 12.75% to 18.75%, quote, to ensure fair return for the American taxpayer on a par with rates charged by states and private landowners. So they jack up the royalty charge. And that money, of course, is going to go to whom? The bureaucracy. And they spend it so well. Almost a quarter of a trillion dollars in COVID spent. Where did it go? How should I know? Well, how would I know? We just need more. You need to pay your fair share. We got to redistribute. We got equity going on here. We got gender. We got all kinds of things going on here. We got to move this. You know, I'm the president. I get to spend a lot of money. And we're going to build up the military's critical race theory agenda. And we're going to build up the military's electric vehicles. What a dumb bastard. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Well, there is a man and a group that has been hunting down corruption among politicians, even in both parties. Peter Schweitzer is a man, a good friend, a good friend of the program. Peter, how are you, sir? I'm great, brother. Always good to be with you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Now, you just did a study involving communist China, and I I have you on for other reasons, too, and we'll delve into that. But you wanted to tell us about this. Tell us about this. Yeah, so the Commerce Secretary for Joe Biden, Gina Raimondo, the former uh, governor of Rhode Island, uh, is supposed to be using the Commerce Department to protect our companies, to protect our country and our economic competitiveness. The problem is her husband, Andrew Moffat, 
is an investor and a major stakeholder in a company called Path AI. And here's the thing, Mark, the Commerce Secretary's husband's company, their biggest investor is a Chinese equity firm called Danhua Capital, which happens to be linked to the Chinese government. Good. So we thought this is really interesting. Is this affecting perhaps in some way the decision she's making? And lo and behold, you look at the things that she's doing and saying. She's she's done a couple of favors for Huawei, the, the, the Chinese telecom company that seven countries, including our country, says is linked to the Chinese intelligence service. She's literally giving away uh, concessions that the Trump administration secured from China. She's giving it away for their benefit. And I think that's directly tied to the fact that her family's financial fortunes are linked now to the Chinese government. That is unbelievable. And of course, as long as the Democrats control both houses of Congress, they're never going to look into any of this, are they? That's right. That's right. You know, it's 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 really troubling um, that you cannot find anybody in the Democratic Party that wants to take a simple, honest look at some really basic questions like, you know, how Hunter Biden got these deals, how uh, Treasury, uh, sorry, Commerce Secretary Raimondo's husband uh, got this money. They, they don't want to look at these deals. Uh, corruption, which used to be an issue that people tried to look at in a nonpartisan way, has become partisan as well. And it's to our country's great detriment. It is to our country's great detriment. So we have a man in the Oval Office who is all gummed up with this communist China stuff. If you believe the U.S. Attorney's Office in Wilmington, and I hope they're right, they're leaving no stone unturned, uh, Peter. Uh, yep. But that, that U.S. Attorney's Office ultimately reports that the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office, Executive Office of U.S. Attorneys, I know this having lived there once, uh, that's in the main Justice Department of Washington, and that's under Merrick Garland. So they're not going to be able to bring any charges unless main justice gives its rubber stamp. So what do you think? Uh, Hunter I may be the fall problem. guy, but I think they're going to protect Joe. I think you're exactly right, Mark. Um, what, what I think is happening is they're looking at four areas, tax evasion, failing to register as a foreign agent, uh, political corruption, and money laundering. Uh, and I think on tax evasion, they have them absolutely dead to rights because there are emails where Hunter Biden's uh, tax attorney asks him, did you pay taxes on these millions of dollars? Uh, and he clearly didn't. And I think they've got him on other things as well. But there's a couple of things that work. One is well, he certainly didn't you know, report I, as a foreign agent. that He didn't do that. Exactly. That's exactly right. There's a couple of things that work here. One, Mark, is you're absolutely correct. They do not want a trial. I think that perhaps um, there's going to be indictments. Hunter is going to cop a plea. Uh, maybe he even goes to jail for a couple of months, but everything else will be swept under. But here's the other factor, Mark, and you'll know more about this than I will. But this grand jury was convened in the summer of 2018. Then in January of 2020, somebody at Maine Justice decided because of COVID that they were going to suspend this grand jury. And it only reconvened a few months ago. So they lost two years. Why does that matter? Because some of these crimes, every crime really, in a way, has a statute of limitations. Yeah. Exactly. So I want to know who made that decision, because there were other grand juries that remained in place 
that were operational. This one was not uh, allegedly because of covert health uh, concerns. U.S. attorney could have made the decision. The public integrity section of the criminal division could have made that decision. The attorney general's office or deputy attorney general's office could have made that decision. The associate attorney. So this is why you need these hearings, putting people under oath. But they're too busy chasing uh, trespassers and paraders on January 6th to really uh, look at it. It's amazing how Joe Biden is protected, because my position, Peter, is this is the most corrupt president we've ever had. He's the most corrupt president we've ever had. You know, they go after Trump on the Emoluments Clause, which was idiotic. It doesn't even make any sense. And here we have road after road after road after road going through Joe Biden's office. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. And here's the thing, Mark. We've talked about this before, but we cannot emphasize it enough. This is absolutely a story of corruption, but it's also a question of, Who are you being corrupt with or who are you getting paid by? And the truly scary part for this president and for our country is the $31 million that we know based on the laptop that the Bidens got. It all came from four Chinese businessmen who are linked to Chinese intelligence. My point is, Mark, this is not just and I don't mean just to minimize it, but it's not simply about corruption and a politician getting rich. It's getting rich at the hands of a foreign intelligence service of a country that has said, we are going to defeat you. This is a, this is a, a, a spy and espionage case. Imagine, Mark, you and I both lived through part of the Cold War. Imagine if Jimmy Carter's family or Ronald Reagan's family had been doing deals with Russian businessmen who were linked to the KGB. Everybody would be setting off alarm bells. That's exactly what we have here, except it's Chinese intelligence rather than the KGB. And I would argue that's even a bigger threat than it was in the case of Russia. That is so true. And what's amazing to me, the media cover it up, the bureaucracy cover it up, um, everybody covers it up. And it's it, it's so it, it's corruption right to the core. And they want us to focus on Trump endlessly and the Trump family endlessly. And January 6th, where the Democrats set this whole thing up, where they're going to write basically a novel, a fictional novel to attack Trump to try and stop him. And here we have Biden, Biden. And you're right. Foreign governments. There's no reason for the former mayor's wife of Moscow to give three and a half million to these people. There's no reason for, wait a minute, I'm going to keep you on the show. I want to go over a few of these other things with you, Peter, including how much money you think has run through the Biden family from these foreign governments. And then I want to talk about a couple Republicans. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com. 
promo code Levin Podcast. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Our guest is Peter Schweitzer. Peter Schweitzer, how much money would you estimate, or maybe you know, has flowed through the Biden family from China, from Ukraine, from Russia, or any of these other countries? It's hard to know the exact amount. We know in a couple of cases, because of the laptop, we know in terms of China, it's $31 million, at least that we know Holy, of. hold on now. $31 million yeah. has flowed through China. Yeah. Wow. To the Biden. All right. There was uh, and, and a series of deals. I lay them out in the book. You and I have talked about them on your yep. TV show. But $31 million. We know from Ukraine, there's another $5 million, uh, that came from Ukraine. Uh, and then we know that there was at least $3.5 million, uh, that came from Russia. There was probably more. Uh, that's, of course, Yelena Batarina, the Russian oligarch who is pro-Putin, who is also linked to Russian organized crime. There's a there's a reference, by the way, Mark, in, in the corporate records of one of Hunter Biden's businesses. This came up in the in the Devin Archer trial. Uh, we got all the prosecuting documents where they talk about uh, in the corporate records that they were managing the money of Yelena Batarina between two hundred million and three hundred million dollars. Oh, now, mm-hmm. yeah, we haven't been able to you know find an email or an actual receipt, but but that is absolutely in the corporate minutes. So yeah, we're talking about huge amounts of money, and this, by the way, I think Mark is where the money laundering charge uh, comes in. Um, you know, very serious charge that you're trying to obscure the flow of money. What was Yelena Batarina doing? She was trying to get her money out of Russia. She was trying to avoid uh, official notice by the Treasury Department and others. Uh, and it's pretty clear she didn't hire Hunter Biden because he has great investment skills or insight. Um, and the way that they structure their businesses with all these LLCs moving this money around, that's where that may have flowed from. So it's hard to get a handle on, but we're talking, I think, at least $50 million dollars. Uh, and, and all of this, by the way, beginning once Joe Biden became vice president of the United States. Um, Unbelievable. When they knew that there was somebody that they could buy that was powerful, and that's, in effect, what they did. And that's, in effect, what they did. And how is it even conceivable there's not a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden specifically? Uh, It's inconceivable, Mark. It's for political reasons. And, you know, here's here's the problem. Um, You know, Joe Biden is going to is going to pass on at some point. Hopefully the country is going to survive. But this is now the new normal. I mean, what what official Washington's basically said, Mark, is it's okay to do these kinds of deals. You can do them with, you know, foreign businessmen linked to. No, no, it's okay for Democrats to do it. I mean, right? Well, exactly. They investigated, yeah, Trump over and over. There was there was nothing, and he still has a criminal investigation, impeached twice, coup efforts, uh, the media pounding him, the the bureaucrats pounding, and they're still at it. This January sixth committee with the reprobates and never Trumpers and radical left wing commies like this guy Raskin, and they're going to put out another report. Uh, because obviously yep. they fear Trump and they hate Trump, but nothing on Biden. Nothing. Right. Right. Absolutely nothing on Biden. And and, and obviously the big differences, uh, there are many differences between the Trump situation and the Biden one is, but the entire Russia. Yeah, Biden's a crook and on, Trump isn't. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah, but well, exactly. But but I mean, in in the Trump case, it was this anonymous source dossier that was made up, paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. They did not have a single shred of independent, verifiable evidence. They went off to the races. In the case of Joe Biden, you've got the money. We know the money was transferred. The Treasury Department has released the suspicious activity reports to the Senate. Uh, we have the emails. We know that he had the secret meetings. We know who are the businessmen that made it happen. We've got all of that. And yet, mm-hmm. not a single official investigation outside of this grand jury, and we don't really know exactly what the grand jury is looking at. We can only speculate. Mm-hmm. Well, we know uh, the entire process is they have not been in a rush. We know the Democrats haven't opened an investigation of any kind whatsoever. They're utterly corrupt. All right, I want to turn to some Republicans now, one in particular. And we've talked about him in the past, but he escaped scrutiny. And it's yeah. interesting to me, Peter Schweitzer, even escaped scrutiny from the media, because I think much of this radical left media like the fact that Mitch McConnell is there, that there isn't somebody there that will take on the Marxist movements, that will take on these efforts by the, by the radical left. And McConnell, even he says, if we take majority in the Senate, he has no agenda. He has no agenda. What's he's been asked? So tell us, remind the American people about communist China and McConnell. Yeah, I mean, he's, he has no agenda on domestic policy. He certainly is going to have no agenda to counter China, uh, because one of the reasons uh, he is worth tens of millions of dollars is uh, directly because of the Chinese government. And, and Mark, it really happened. He got married to Elaine Chao. Uh, who has served in, in, you know, the George W. Bush administration, et cetera. She's been a Republican official as well. They got married in 93, and basically on their honeymoon, they went to Beijing. Uh, this is only four years after Tiananmen Square. It was quite an unusual trip because nobody was going there because of the horrors of what they had done. Uh, and they go there with James Chow, who was Elaine Chow. I, I want to remind father. younger people what they did there is they slaughtered those students. Yeah, they, they machine gunned them are, down. Yeah, the estimates are 10,000 people were killed. Tanks, they ran over them with tanks. Uh, yeah, horrific. Uh, and so Mitch McConnell shows up with his new wife, Elaine Chow, with his father-in-law, James Chow, who has a shipping business called Foremost. Not very big. They've got a couple of ships, not very active, but boy, do they have plans. And they are not there as official visitors. They don't you know, visit the embassy. They are there as guests of the Chinese State Shipbuilding Corporation, which is also the biggest military contractor in China. And a deal is basically struck. The government of China tells Mitch McConnell's and his family, hey, we tell you what, we will build all these big cargo ships for you. We will finance the construction of those ships. You're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. We'll provide crews to man those ships, and we'll give you a lot of contracts from state-owned companies to ship goods around Asia. In other words, we're going to set you up and make your family very, very rich. Um, And they took the deal. And Mitch McConnell started changing overnight his positions on Hong Kong, trade issues related to China, et cetera. And so you have a situation today, Mark, where – you know, he certainly doesn't want there to be an investigation of Joe Biden in China. You notice he never talks about that, because if we're going to investigate the Bidens in China, we probably ought to look at the McConnell family. In, in fact, China. he undermines Ron Johnson all the time in, in that committee. Exactly. Won't That's give them exactly the resources right. they need. But you're exactly right. He never talks about this stuff. 
Yeah, he never talks about this stuff. He really does not talk at all about the origins of COVID and that's come from China. And the reason is, Mark, and, and there are shipping you know, experts and publications that will absolutely openly say this, if Mitch McConnell did anything that China did not like, they could destroy that family business overnight. And that's leverage. That's the kind of leverage Beijing wants. And Mitch McConnell gave it to them. And by the way, he's a direct beneficiary because his father-in-law a few years ago gave him a gift of around $25 million. So he directly benefited, directly benefited from the Chinese Communist Party making his family rich. And of course, that's not slapped on the front page of the New York Times or the Washington Post or Politico or the usual enemies of the republic. Why is that, Peter Schweitzer? Well, it's it's what you talk about. In fact, about you're called on, a racist because you dare to bring it up, his marriage and the association right, right. and all this stuff. Well, that's right. That's right. Um, but, you know, you bring this up all the time, uh, and, and rightly so, which is we have a permanent political class in Washington. It's made up of Democrats and Republicans, and, and it's a little bit, honestly, like professional wrestling. You know, when I was a kid, I watched professional wrestling the first time I thought these guys hate each other. And then my dad said, no, no, they're actually business partners. They're, they're just doing this for show. And there are a lot of Republicans and Democrats that will give speeches talking about how bad the other guys are, but they're business partners. And, and they do deals together. They open up lobbying firms together. They all do deals with China. Um, and that's the reason this stuff doesn't get discussed, uh, because essentially the fix is in. They all see this as a way to get rich. They don't want to call out the other guy because then they're going to get called out or their future opportunities will be eliminated. But, Peter, what is it with the Republicans in the Senate? They back McConnell no matter what. They're even afraid to challenge him. He has behind the scenes and in the shadows. He's pulled together the National Republican Senatorial Committee. He decides who sits on what committees. He has people, surrogates, who leaked to Politico and the Washington Post and the New York Times. He's got this whole Washington power gig figured out, doesn't he? He does. And the secret to his power is not that he is necessarily liked by senators or respected by senators. He raises a ton of campaign money and he pours millions of dollars. Uh, into Republican senators running for re-election. Uh, and, um, you know, look, my view is always that voters need to look at this, but also donors to the Republican Party. If you're donating to the Republican Party and you're giving it to a committee Mitch McConnell controls, that committee is going to reflect the interests of Mitch McConnell, not the interests of the country or the conservative movement. And this is why he goes after this guy, Rick Scott, out of Florida, because Rick Scott, he puts in charge of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, figures he'll just be another pawn. And Scott puts out his own list of an agenda to run on. And McConnell doesn't like it because McConnell's asked, if you take over Republicans, what are you going to do? We're going to be right of center. We're going to be bipartisan. Are you kidding me? What the hell is your agenda? What are you running on? And so what happens is, Peter, the base... The grassroots rise up, parents rise up, the old Tea Party, like in the past, rises up, gives them a majority, and he hates us. He hates us, but he uses that power to entrench himself in the system. That's right. 
And he's going to back other Republican candidates, not based on their principles, not even based on that, whether they can win, but on loyalty to him. And this this reminds me very much, Mark, you probably would say the same thing of the 1970s Republican Party. When you look at a guy like Mitch McConnell, where you had Gerald Ford uh, and other sort of moderate centrist Republicans who are more interested in maintaining their own status than actually winning elections and advancing an agenda. And it took a guy like Ronald Reagan, uh, later Donald Trump, uh, but to step forward to shake up the establishment and say, you know what, this is not about you getting reelected. This is not about you uh, feathering your own nest. This is about the country and leading the country in the proper way. And that's the approach that people need to take. Because I tell you, Mark, my sense is, maybe yours is the same, if the Republicans retake the House and retake the Senate, and don't act with an aggressive, strong agenda. It is going to break the hearts of millions of conservatives, and they may never vote again, uh, feeling as betrayed as they will. It's like, by the way, like this attack on Josh Mandel. Do you know who Josh Mandel is? Absolutely, yes. He's he's a longtime solid conservative. They try to paint him as establishment. They try to paint him as a rhino. Just run your guy, J.D. Vance, on his credentials, such as they are, and stop lying about this guy. But that's the way the Republican establishment works. $13.5 million have been put into this PAC, Protect Ohio Values PAC, set up by Peter Thiel, a billionaire, which has as its purpose to try and destroy a combat veteran, a hero, a guy who's a conservative. What do you think's behind that? Well, I think it's I think it's the same uh, issue. And I've been around in the conservative movement long enough, Mark, to know that uh, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. Um, I remember Ronald Reagan running against George H.W. Bush and George H.W. Bush pretending that he was going to be this great conservative. But people knew that Reagan actually had a track record of being conservative. And that's what I would tell people when you when you're looking at these races in Ohio or anywhere Don't just look what somebody is saying. Look at what they are doing. And, you know, Mark, this was when when Donald Trump first announced in 2015, I was I was uh, skeptical because, you know, I don't what what actually is his track record. But he proved himself committed to those principles. And that's what the standard is. People, I think, need to have in these primary elections. Don't look at their happy talk. Focus on if they actually have a history of fighting for this agenda. And they only flip when they're running for the Senate. You and I have been around long enough to know better than that. Peter Schweitzer, I want to thank you, my friend. Keep at it, baby. Thank you, brother. Good to talk to you as always. You too. You too. Great man. I'll be right back. Mark in. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. 
Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Folks, we have a powerful final hour of the week, ladies and gentlemen, so don't leave us. You know what I've noticed, and I'm very proud of this, and people tell me this too. You're listening to the first conservative talk host who wrote a book about his dogs and his family, who talked about dog rescue and adoption, who has talked about protecting animals in the wild. By this, I mean elephants, tigers, and lions, and that sort of thing. And I noticed, Mr. Producer, that over the years, this has spread throughout the conservative community, including conservative broadcasting. This is very important. These are the things I try to do to push the culture, to defend aspects of it, and change other aspects. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 why is Barack Milhouse Benito Obama out there pontificating? He's not exactly a strong draw when it comes to elections. Um, most of his endorsements have gone sour. And the Republicans had a massive victory. Check that. The Tea Party had a massive victory. After just two years of our historic uh, Barack Milhouse, Benito Obama presidency. The man never speaks about freedom. No, equity, you see. Never speaks about free speech. No, 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 no. Misinformation and disinformation. Obama's at Stanford University yesterday. It's an amazing thing. Alan West can't go to a university. Where was it? University of Buffalo or something, Mr. Producer? Where they had to 
bring security guards and cops in so they could escort him out before he could even speak or finish speaking. Shocking, isn't it? But Obama's treated like a conquering king. Why? What has he done? Nothing. Here he is. Cut nine. Go. So if we're going to strengthen democracy, we'll have to address all of these trends. We'll have to come up with new models for a more inclusive, equitable capitalism. We need new models for a more inclusive, equitable capitalism. Capitalism isn't about government creating models. Capitalism is spontaneous. You have something I'd like, or maybe you can make for me, and I'll give you something in exchange for it. There's no new models. Capitalism is the most equitable economic system ever devised by mankind without models, I might say. You look at economic regimes that are largely socialists, run by communist governments. They're utterly inequitable. Certainly not inclusive. Cut 10. Go. Understand, it's not necessary for people to believe this information in order to weaken democratic institutions. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough... Uh, It is amazing coming from this guy, who has spent his entire career as an Alinskyite, even while he's in office. The public square, raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plan enough conspiracy theory that citizens no longer know what questions. Go ahead. Plan enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's won. And as Putin discovered leading up to the 2016 election, our own social media platforms are well designed to support such a mission. This is fantastic. This is fantastic coming from this demagogue. It really is fantastic. He trashes our institutions as inequitable. He trashes our institutions as largely racist. He either sat quietly or passively endorsed Black Lives Matter and what they did during the summer of 2020, among others. Then he talks about questioning our institutions, Mr. Producer. Raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plan enough conspiracy theorizing. Has he spoken out against critical race theory? Has he stood up against the American Marxist movement? No, he's helped lead it. As he said, wait a minute, yeah, yeah, the sexes are binary. No. We got the confusion about bathrooms from him. We got the confusion about gym rooms from him. The Marxist not only raises questions about a country, it fundamentally attacks the country at its foundations. This has been Obama's entire life as a community organizer, as an Alinskyite. As a president, it's been his entire life. He can't think of anything productive he's done for the country. I can't think of anything this historic man has done for the country. 
or the black community or minorities generally. Anybody but himself. He's become fabulously wealthy, as has the missus. As has the missus. Talks about Russia in 2016. It was his administration that pushed the Russia collusion BS. He was in on some of the meetings right before Donald Trump was sworn in, as a matter of fact. His administration, his FBI, his Department of Justice, his intelligence agencies. Yes. Let's go to Cut 11, Mr. Producer, go. Russians could study and manipulate patterns in the engagement ranking system on a Facebook or a YouTube. And as a result, Russian state-sponsored trolls could almost guarantee that whatever disinformation they put out there would reach millions of Americans. Is this not the guy that sat next to the lapdog of Putin, who Putin put in as president while he was changing their so-called constitution so he could be president for life, and told him, you know, we have elections in this country, America. After the election, he'll be more flexible. Is that not the guy who said that? Russia meddling. Did he not meddle in the elections in Israel when his administration sent hundreds of thousands of dollars in that one of those elections to try and defeat Netanyahu? Did he not do that? Did he not send his own campaign guy to run the campaign for the opposition party? He sure as hell did. He sure as hell did. Meddling. Has he condemned Zucker Turd? No. Not in the least. Has he condemned state courts, governors, election boards for violating Article 2 of the Constitution and interfering with the sole authority the state legislature to set election laws? No, he hasn't done that either. He raises questions about the elections when they lose. He's silent when they win on gerrymandering. He says nothing when they try and pack the Supreme Court. He's not just a gutless wonder. He's one of the radicals on the left. He's one of them. Raising questions. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we must purify our language. Our thinking, questions that are raised. Some of the greatest minds since the beginning of mankind. They had contrary views. Einstein's theory of relativity was rejected for the longest time until he had continued continued to prove it. People were sent off to the to the North Tower. By Henry VIII, among others. They were decapitated. Because they didn't go along with the government line, with the party line. Then we had the flat earthers. Science isn't known as an absolute fact until it's challenged. Until it's truly vetted. And even then we may not be sure. And even then we might not be sure. 
what Barack Obama is doing, whether it's climate change or transgendering as a movement, critical race theory, nationalizing elections, open borders, is destroying the country. And he's wealthy as hell. He lives in the lap of luxury. He hasn't created a damn thing other than chaos. But that's okay by him. He'll always be wealthy. The missus will always be wealthy. His family will always be wealthy because he's down for the revolution while he's making hundreds of millions of dollars. But notice, puts that wall up on the beach in Hawaii, destroying the environment, upsetting the neighbors. Doesn't apply to him, the rules. I couldn't get away with that, could you? He's got a wall around his home in the most expensive part of Washington, D.C. I couldn't get away with that where I live, could you? He's out in Martha's Vineyard, which probably has the smallest percentage of minorities of any piece of dirt in the United States. He builds his library and propaganda mill right there in a park in Chicago, upsetting the minorities in that community, many of whom are Hispanic. He could care less. Barack Milhouse Benito Obama is not controversial. He's historic. As he goes out there, I would love an hour to debate him, just an hour, and limit the time because he likes to filibuster. I would love one hour. I have begged for this for how long, Mr. Producer? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Ladies and gentlemen, Ed Renzi's the former CEO of McDonald's, and I have never talked to Ed Renzi, but man, have I been a customer at McDonald's over the years, and you know, people attack anything that's successful. Here we have a company that has fed more people at a, at a reasonable cost than any company on the face of the earth. And um, I remember reading about 100 years ago, and people were dying because they couldn't get food to people in the inner cities and so forth. McDonald's has served an important, important purpose. It adjusts its menu from time to time. I stick to the old menu. I'm old school. May I say? I think I will. Uh, but in any event, what drew my attention to Ed Renzi is this is a man of foresight and courage. He was not only there when they came up with the McNuggets, but he's had enough of woke corporatism, and he's formed a group to fight it. Ed Renzi, how are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you, and I appreciate you uh, allowing me to come on your show and give uh, the common man a voice. And the common man a voice. Tell me what it is that has... Well, first of all, before we get to that, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I started, I was in college at Ohio State University. I was going to be a school teacher, and I got a degree in business education. I went to work for McDonald's because I needed a job, and I was making about 85 cents an hour. And I kept getting raises and working hard, and, you know, and I just, I woke up one day, and I was the president and CEO of McDonald's. To this day, I'm still amazed that I was able to do that. But it was a company that was led by visionaries, Ray Kroc, Fred Turner, Jerry Newman and great people that really focused on customer service and elevating everybody. I mean, I, you know, I was a, a burger flipper making minimum wage and all of a sudden I was successful and I just, it's a wonderful journey and I am so proud of it. And I actually had lunch today or breakfast 
with a former employee of mine and now owns 25 McDonald's restaurant. Wow. Uh, Tim Fett, just a beautiful man. And, you know, there's so many great stories in McDonald's about entrepreneurs that became successful because they became franchisees. Uh, Ricky Wade over in Fort Lauderdale, my goodness, he's got 30-some restaurants. He's an African-American man, got the most beautiful employees. I mean, he's just a, just an angel of a businessman, uh, focused on the community. So the McDonald's story is not about the executives. It's always about the franchisees and their commitment to community. Boy, you should still be the CEO over there, from what I'm hearing. Now, Ed yeah, Renzi. They, got, they, got, they yeah. got bright guys running that company. I'm, I'm old school. Uh, I'm yeah, glad me too. I'm afraid. Uh, I mean, I used to play the games there. You know, okay, did I win a hamburger? You know, something like that. Anyway, so uh, Ed Renzi, former uh, CEO of McDonald's, something drew your attention to what's going on in this country, and you decided to do something about it. Explain that. Well, uh, Bernie Marcus, uh, who's founder of uh, Home Depot, one of the founders of Home Depot, invited me. Yeah, wonderful man. I mean, real citizen, a, a great benefactor to our society, uh, gives everybody an opportunity. And he asked me uh, a long time ago to join Job Creators Network, where we could elevate young uh, minorities to understand what the value of work is and to teach them how to go to work, how to set an alarm clock, how to get to work on time, how to study, learn, grow, and teach them what the paycheck looked like and the value of work and that their hard work could be rewarded and they could grow and develop. The Jobs Creators Network was the, the foundation of this, and I've been working with them on and off since the foundation. And then just recently, you know, they created a coalition of Job Creators Network, the second vote uh, advisors and the free enterprise project to talk about the free enterprise system in the United States and how it's deteriorating. Uh, what can we do about it? How can we get people to understand that we're prosperous because we have free markets, free enterprise. Um, and all of a sudden we've got all this, the last, ever since the BLM and the, the Floyd matter, uh, all horrible things. And there's no question about that. But now we've gone off the rails. Uh, you know, this social engineering and social policy, uh, the Rittenhouse thing in Kenosha, Wisconsin, we focus on the minority activity. And, you know, uh, you're a scholar. Uh, the Federalist Papers and the discussion, and those, they were afraid of the tyranny of the minority. And, and we have a minority of people in this country today that have big voices for whatever reason. I don't quite understand it all that are shaping the policy of this country with an adverse effect on corporations and the shareholders in those corporations. Um, the duty, the duty of board members and the duty of the executives of a company uh, is to the investors. Our obligation in those roles and responsibilities is to grow the profits by smart, wise investment, great management, and by doing that, you elevate everybody in the company, whether it's supply chain or whether it's employees directly or investors. And now we've got, gone off on this tangent with uh, environmental and social uh, policy reviews and, 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 and scales. And we feel like the Communist Party of China checking yes. you behaving socially, sweeping your front stoop every day. Um, we just can't have that kind of thing. And I think it's, it's incumbent upon all of us to say to the boards and to the executives, your duty is to the shareholder, run these companies. And we want, for example, we've 
uh, offered to the Bank of America shareholders an opportunity to vote. And we want to have a very simple review, an audit of all the civil rights of every employee in the company across the board. You can't, you can't neglect the majority for the major, minority. And I think some of these corporations have gone off the deep end. And, and a classic example of that suddenly is Disney. And I have to say, Mark, I'm a man of inclusion. I think we need to elevate everybody. We need to give everybody a voice. But when that, that tyranny of the minority starts... Hold on, to hold on. Ed, can you did. hang on till after the break, my friend? Yes. This is Ed Renzi, former McDonald's CEO. Look, he's all for opening systems, equality, opportunity for everybody. But what he sees is what we all see. The destruction of the country. And that these companies are participating in it. More with Ed Renzi when I return. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read this secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution. Against all freedom-loving Americans. So, you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492. Or visit SwissAmerica.com. America's most powerful conservative voice. The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now. 877-381-3811. Ed Renzi's the former CEO of McDonald's. One of my favorite companies, quite frankly. And he's a patriot. He's standing up. He's saying, all right, look. The job of business is business. Not social engineering, not pushing the latest left-wing agenda item. And if the job of business is business, it helps the employees, it helps the community, it helps the customer, and most of all, it helps the shareholder, without whom there can be no company. Do I have that about right, Ed Renzi? You're absolutely correct. Uh, and You know, you look at this situation with Disney right now, uh, for whatever reason, they made a decision that they were going to challenge uh, this parents' rights law about when their kids would be sexually educated. And, you know, Governor DeSantis signed the bill that said you're not going to do it until they have enough maturity to manage this. And the parents' rights were at stake. And, and somehow Disney turned that into don't say gay bill, which isn't true. And then the CEO of the company comes out publicly and says, I'm going to work to overthrow the bill. That is not the responsibility of corporate executives mm -hmm. to change legislation. That's the job of the legislators. And they need to talk to their legislators about it and not make public statements like that and use shareholder dollars to try to overthrow a bill, particularly when the, the major, vast majority of the people in Florida think it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this, this is a horrible situation for Disney and I feel for them in a lot of different ways, but it's self-inflicted, but it may be the best thing that's ever happened. The business in the United States, 
because they now see what happens when you take these social engineering or political engineering or governmental legislation positions that are untenable and don't really speak to the majority of the country. Um, they're paying for it in the stock price. They're paying for it in losing uh, supporters. And I'll tell you, they're going to lose customers because parents are scared to death if they're taking that kind of position. What's actually going on in those parks? I feel for them in a lot of different ways, but the shareholders are paying the price right now. And we better wake up to this cancer that's spreading across the United States. These corporations need to focus on sales, profit, developing the business, and growing market share, and not kowtowing to China, not kowtowing to special interest groups, but focusing on their core business. That's beautifully said. And, and, and your last point, I mean, they expand in communist China. Uh, I don't believe they have equity in communist China. They kill people who disagree with them. They lock up people who have different religions, and they're about to invade Taiwan, which will be a horrific slaughter and so forth. And yet they focus on Florida. Now, they know the bill doesn't say don't say gay. They have lawyers up the wazoo, in-house counsel, outside counsel. Anybody with an IQ above minus seven can tell you it doesn't say don't say gay. It says don't preach sex, basically. Whether you're straight or gay or you don't know what you are, that's not the point. The point is three, four, five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, keep your hands off their minds. When did that become controversial, Ed Renzi? Uh, well, I don't know because I know when I was in when I was in grade school, high school back in the fifties and sixties, my parents had to sign a consent before the health health teacher in our health class could talk about sex stuff. It was very broad based. It wasn't. It was about reproductive organs, not about the actual sex act. Um, I don't know how our society. Wait a evolved. minute, Ed. There's a sex act. I haven't even learned that. All right, good to know. <laughs> But you're anyway, so right. I, now I remember that, too. My parents had to sign that form, too. You know, and now they and say the parents going, shouldn't know. I wanted to be a school teacher, and some of our methods classes yeah. talked about this very thing, about, you know, protecting children from from the evil of pedophiles and things like that. I mean, we had mm -hmm. methods classes on that subject. Now, I don't know how we got to where we are today. I don't know if it's the music that shapes the values. I don't, I don't know where it's coming from. But I know one thing. Executives of major corporations need to use their intelligence, realize this is a no-win situation for them. Mm -hmm. They need to focus on the business at hand and not try to shape the society uh, through these kind of policies and practices. And the shareholders uh, are paying the price. This coalition that I'm heading up is, is looking at the whole complex of social issues and saying, None of your business. Your job is to grow profits, stay focused on shareholder value, and focus on your customer. And your number one customer is going to be the shareholder, and you need to have practice policies and procedures to develop the company. And by doing that, you create the resources necessary to help minorities elevate themselves and work mm -hmm. with them. Uh, you know, I, I love McDonald's in the sense that many of their franchisees are African-American and Hispanic and women. Right, let me ask you a question Ed, before we run out of time. I need a very honest answer. Have you ever gone to Burger King, yes or no, sir? I went to Burger King about a year and a half ago to eat an impossible Whopper. And it was impossible. <laughs> Why would you go, I, by I, the way? I, what's policy, the point Rick of that? Told me one time, Rick Croft told me one time, he said, if you go into our competitors, you're not going to learn anything. 
stay yeah. where you belong. They're not going to teach you anything. Make them learn from us. That's a good attitude. That sounds like uh, some of the great uh, coaches in athletics. But I, I have never even wanted to eat an Impossible Burger, whatever the hell it's called. I'm thinking, no, I want a hamburger. I want, a, I want meat. I don't want pretend meat. If I want pretend meat, I'll be a vegan. You know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, we get sidetracked in this society of ours. I, you know, I have limited capacity to make change, and I want to focus right now on these boardrooms and on executives to stay focused on what their jobs are. If people want to learn policy. more about what you're doing, where do they go exactly? Well, it's very simple. Get started with our coalition um, and take a look at what we're doing with Bank of America, and we're going to be making a lot of noise about this. And Is there a website? Uh, Oh, yes, we have all kinds of websites. What's just, well, give us one so the public knows where we'll to go. We'll start with give the Job something. Creators Network. That's a good place to start. And then you could look right. at Second uh, Vote Advisors, and then you could look at the Free Enterprise Project. Uh, all of those those three organizations are all focused on this right now. So they all have websites. And I'm not a digital hero. I, I just am lucky Me to neither. be able to use a cell phone. Um, I pretend. <laughs> All right, Ed, listen, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for a beautiful company you ran and employed so many people and made so many people successful. And, uh, I mean, really fantastic McDonald's company. So uh, God bless you, my friend. I'd like to have you back. I might put you on TV in a few months. Are you up for that? Absolutely. I, any, any chance I get to offer an opinion about how great this country of ours is, and how we need to preserve it. I've traveled the world. I've been to communist China. I've been to Russia. I've looked for produce and products and set up franchises. And I'll tell you, there is no place on earth as beautiful as the United States as far as freedom and opportunity. Amen to that, sir. Well, you take care of yourself. Have a good weekend, okay? You too. Thank you for having me. All right. God bless. Brennan Suen is the Deputy Director of External Affairs for Media Matters for George Soros. I mean, Media Matters. And Brennan Suen, if that is his or her name, I have no idea. And why would it matter? We don't believe in genitalia, binary genitalia, or whatever. Brennan Suen with Media Matters is bragging and proud that they tried to destroy Project Veritas. Let's take a listen, shall we? This is Project Veritas in one of their great investigative pieces. Cut 18, go! You guys gotta, like, hammer these f***ing Project Veritas people. We gotta hammer them. Thank you. We have people doing it. It's just hard. But actually, you know, they, they don't have, they're not on Twitter anymore. So we have had some victories in trying to, you know, get some of their horrible videos off. They're not on Twitter anymore? No. Oh, they're not. Oh, yeah. Our thanks to the work we've been doing, but I, I do appreciate that. We, we uh, you know, they find ways. They have this thing, I forgot what they do, like, yeah. where they try to get people to share their stuff since they can, but it's, okay. it's not near the same engagement. What can you guys do? Well, for, I mean, we monitor them, and we expose them, and we um, try to make sure people know what's going on. Hopefully people um, are educated and don't fall for their tricks. Google Project Veritas Media Matters, and I think you'll see okay. some more content about it. I, I should, actually. But it's, and if it's, it's not public, you know, we do a lot of stuff, you know, with partner orgs to raise awareness, too. So it's not always like that. It's content on our website. Aren't they great over there at Media Matters? In my view, a criminal front group. They need a good tax audit, that organization. So they're bragging about 
trying to shut down Project Veritas because they are nothing more than a radical, in my opinion, Marxist, anti-speech, un-American organization. That's my view. I'm allowed to have my opinion. Of course, they disagree with that. But what do I care? They trash only conservatives. Never trash Democrats unless they step out of line with the agenda of the Democrat Party. Really creepy. You heard that guy. He's creepy. Is he not creepy, Mr. Producer? Brennan Shin. <laughs> Sounds like a, a valley guy. May I say a valley guy? I think I will. I shall return. Mark Lovin. How much time again, Mr. Producer? Let's jump. Oh, we're not going to have enough time. Naftali Bennett on CNN International yesterday or the day before. Rick Christiana Amanpour. Whose side is she on? Hat tip newsbusters, cut 19, go! Major General Yehuda Fuchs, who's the commander of your Israeli troops in the West Bank, is he not? Major General Yehuda Fuchs, he said in an interview with the New York Times um, that he was concerned about what he called settler terrorism and was exerting a lot of effort to avoid it. He said his job is to make sure both Israelis and Palestinians are safe. So if he says that, what is your response to that? No, what you've been projecting is blatantly false. Uh, the, why do the you say that? Overwhelming majority. I'll tell you why I say it because it's a, a lie, simply a lie. No, sir, you can't. Majority you cannot half say million that to Israelis, me. Let, let me. You finish. cannot tell me I'm uh, lying, Christian, Mr. I, I Prime can. Minister. Lies. I said well, you're a minority of extremists. That's what I said. That's uh, what well, I said. It's a tiny minority. That's what I said. A tiny minority. And I, I Shut the hell up and let him finish, you jerk. The fact is the Israelis been subjected to terrorism in that country. Why don't you open your eyes, you dummy? Go ahead. That uh, you're trying to create here because out of There's half no a million symmetry. I'm talking uh, about good your Israelis. Own Why don't you shut up and let him finish? Go ahead. Could I could I finish the sentence, yes. uh, Christian? Out of half a million Israelis that are decent and law-abiding Israelis living... Why would any Israeli talk to her? She hates them. She hates the Israelis. And I despise her. Hat tip newsbusters for once again exposing her for 5,000 times. She goes there. Why doesn't she just walk around in Ramallah or go to some of these other places? See what happens. Now. Now. Here we go. America for you.
it's lowered, Rich. Isn't it funny, America, how the Putin wing of the media never talks about Russia's atrocities, never talks about 9,000 human beings being in a mass grave? Why is that? Why is they pretend it didn't happen? Why do they self-censor like that? Because they're despicable, that's why. Don't forget Life, Liberty, and Levin, Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, folks. If you can't watch it live, please DVR it. It's a really special edition with, among others, the great Colonel Alan West. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. And we salute our trucker friends and, of course, the people in Ukraine. God bless you. Good night, Spritey and Griffey. Good night, Pepsi and Smokey. Good night, Zelda and Gigi and Indy. And good night, little Barney. Good night, Dad, Mom, Leo, and Joe. And good night. 